Welcome to The Autism Dad Ohio. I'm Rob Gorski. Building on the success of my award-winning blog and podcast, The Autism Dad, this localized edition supports Ohio families on their autism parenting journeys. As a single dad of three amazing autistic kids, I've been a go-to resource for parents navigating neurodivergence across the globe since 2010. The Autism Dad Ohio connects you with essential resources, education, and support that will help you all throughout your journey. You'll also hear inspiring stories from families all across Ohio, just like yours, reminding you that you're not alone. So don't miss out. New episodes drop every Friday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and visit theautismdad.com for more information. On this week's episode of The Autism Dad Ohio, it's a follow-up to last week's episode with my friend Jamie Lewis-Smith. This week, it's her partner, Brett, is here. And uh, it's Brett Powell. And he is here to talk about what you know, blending their families was like for him. So Jamie is a mom to an autistic son and Brett uh, came into their lives along with his daughter and they they merged their families together. And, you know, I, I've been getting a lot of questions uh, on Facebook about, about this type of thing, you know, whether it's dating when you have an autistic kid or, you know, merging families. And, you know, talking to Brett about this was, was really, really interesting. He has a really good insight on things. And the way that he approached this, I think is a really good example for, you know, especially the dads out there who are, you know, um, getting into a relationship with, you know, uh, someone who has a a child with a disability. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. There are some audio issues with this a little bit, but uh, it was outside of anyone's control and and, I, and it just is what it is. But uh, you'll get the message. Brett's an awesome dude. And I'm so grateful that you guys took the time to tune in today. And I hope you enjoy the interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, I really appreciate it. Could you take a second and introduce yourself and uh, you know, kind of tell us this is a part, this is a part two. I, I, I spoke with Jamie. It was a couple of weeks ago at the time of recording, but these episodes are going to play back to back. So everybody already heard Jamie's story. And now we're going to, uh, we're going to talk to you. So if you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your life. That'd be awesome. So my name is Brett Powell. Um, and I've been dating Jamie for, I should double check this before we logged in, but I guess about three years now. <laughs> Uh, so it's been, uh, an interesting, uh, adjustment, but I was living in Kentucky, uh, moved up here and, and luckily I'd, I'd worked in uh, the behavior science field before I was working with special needs adults. So I, I, I had a bit of a background in the different ways that, that people process information and, and the different, you know, the kind of basic coping skills and, and, and how to deal with, with people that, that come into the world in a different way. So, um, I guess Jamie being the, the parent of an autistic child was nervous, you know, uh, I guess any parent is about bringing somebody new into their life, but, mm-hmm. um, it's been awesome. Uh, I, there's no other way to put it. I, um, you know, have taken to that little kid and, and he's taken to me and it's, um, I'm glad I have the background that I do because I think it's been, uh, it's been a nice reference point mm-hmm. and I've dealt with, with infinitely worse, uh, being a, a large male in a largely female driven, uh, industry like, uh, 
like I was in, I got the absolute worst case clients, the most violent, the the most difficult. Mm-hmm. So had a pretty high uh, uh, tolerance for extremely bad behaviors. And, and so I think I was, I was lucky to be there. And now it's, it's feels like smooth sailing compared to what I've, I've dealt with in the past. That, well, that's, that's, that's really cool. Very, very cool. And, uh, I, well, I have so many questions. So what's interesting for me is, uh, I, like I've known Jamie for a long time and, I've I've known about you for a long time and I always thought you were super cool, but we've never, this is actually the first time that we're talking mm-hmm. and it's, I think you had mentioned, you, you were starting to, to say something when we started recording that I wanted to touch on because I think, um, a lot of parents out there, there's a lot of single parents raising, um, a child with disability, whether it's autism or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I get so many questions about this. And I always feel like I'm the last person who should be giving any advice <laughs> about anything related to that. But, but you pointed out that like when you guys first started dating, well, l- let me just ask you the question. Like when you guys first started dating, were you, were you concerned at all about, you know, dating somebody who had an autistic child? Like what, what was that experience like for you? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of guys would would see that and go the other direction, I, I think. And what, like, what, what was that like for you? Well, like I said, luckily I had, I had a little background in it, but for me, it, it, it's no, it's no different. I mean, if you're dating a single parent, um, one, know your place. You're always going to come in second, and that you know, irregardless of that, you're better. If and if you're not, you need to get out of that relationship because the child should come first. Um, it was, it felt pretty natural for me. It, it was, it was the reaction of others that that was kind of surprising. You know, you tell family and friends that you know I'm, I'm dating somebody with a special needs kids, and their reaction was, "Man, that's." That's a lot. That's a handful. That's, and they're not wrong, but they're just not fully aware. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they don't know the levels to it. They don't know the, the variations. It, and it's just like you go into it with an open mind, just like you would any kid. You know, don't yeah. go, you know, if you're going to meet any, you know, partner's kids, you don't go into it with expectations of what those kids are. You meet them where they are. You see what are their strengths, weaknesses? What are they, what are they passionate about? What, what do they hate? Like just go into it, trying to learn. Um, but I think the people that, that, you know, we all instinctually understand like, Oh, I don't want to deal with that headache. But I mean, if you're a single parent trying to date good, let them think that, let them go. You don't want those people in your life anyway. Cause you either they if that's the person they are, they're going to be that now or they're going to be that later. So save yourself yeah. the headache and the heartache. And don't waste time on people that if, if they can't see the value in people, no matter their abilities or disabilities, then it's not worth your time anyway. That's an amazing answer. I, I, I uh, it's so interesting because like, I've been doing a lot of these uh, like Facebook lives lately where I'm just answering people's questions. And it's like, it's me trying to become more comfortable talking on camera is what it really amounts to. And, and it's become really kind of therapeutic for me. I do it every day before I go to the gym 
and it's kind of like my daily thing now. And so often people are, are talking about that, you know, like how do you, there's a lot of dads too, that are actually asking, you know, single dads with an autistic kid, like how do you even begin to navigate that? Or, or they feel like there's never somebody who's going to accept the whole package because it's a package deal, right? Like you can't, you, you, you can't date Jamie without Beckett, right? Like, I mean, it just, it just is, it's a package deal. And, and I think the way that you approach this is absolutely amazing. And, and I think that's how it should be. And I totally agree with you, whether, whether you're a single mom or a single dad, if someone is not willing to accept, uh, the whole package, they're the wrong person and, and the right person will come along, you know? Um, so, so what, what has, what has that experience been like for you? Um, because like kind of in a lot of ways, it's sort of like, kind of like a blended family, right? And that without autism can be very challenging. Uh, cause I I've been there mm. and it can be very challenging. And when I, when I met my ex-wife, she had a one-year-old, uh, it's Gavin, he's 23 now. And, and I was sort of in sort of in a similar place as you, like he, he was doing, he, we didn't know anything was going on with him at the time, but like you have to accept the whole thing. Right. And, and Gavin just like gravitated to me and I gravitated to him and we've been together for 20, well, I was so 22 years now, almost 22 and a half years. And, you know, even after the divorce, he's still with me. And, and like, uh, so I, 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 I get, I get that. Were there any challenges associated with like dating somebody who has a child with autism? Like, like what was that learning curve like for you? I guess, if that makes sense. Well, I think the biggest, and this, this is probably what I put on myself, um, was the commitment. You, you can't do, and, and having to move, you know, states away to like, yeah, you did, didn't you? You know, we, we talked and, and, dated for a year before I lived here. And that's a lot of phone conversations and a lot of, you know, driving and, and, you know, seeing each other when you can, but you know, for, I mean, this was right in the beginning of the pandemic. I was, I was back in Texas and, you know, there's only so much date you can do over the phone. There's only so much a party you can be, you can be of somebody's life. Yeah. And, but I think, when you decide to do it, when you've, you've cleared all the original hurdles, okay, you know, this is, this is something that we want to pursue. You can't have ass. You, you've got to decide and it's hard to do, but you've got to jump in and say, okay, this is, this is my life. This is what I'm going to do because, you know, we, we've all broken up with people and, and, and that's tough and it's hard, but once you become a, a part of a child's life and especially somebody with special needs who doesn't understand or may not understand why somebody's gone or that they're gone or, or, you know, it, it's, it's a bigger commitment and it's tough. You know, you've got to, you know, kind of leap and have faith that this is what you want it to be. And it, and, and it to me, it makes you work a little harder mm -hmm. because, you know, fully invested. Like you said, you were talking about merging families. Like my daughter was eight, nine when we started dating and mm -hmm. 
introducing her to Jamie and to Beckett and having that conversation. And, and you know, we'd send her to, to preschool and stuff, a mixed preschool with special needs kids. You know, she, she's got special needs friends. But explaining and having that honest conversation of like, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be a learning curve for you. Uh, you know, this is what to expect. Here's, you know, ask these questions, you know, and, and understand that, that you don't understand everything. I don't understand everything. We're going to figure all of this out as one big group. Like, it's going to be the four of us figuring out how to make a family out of this. And wow. it, it, it takes everybody's opinion, everybody's buy-in. But like I said, to me, the biggest, the biggest difference is the, that deciding up front. Okay. We've, we've cleared all the original hurdles. We've decided this is what we want to do. There's no, you don't want to say that, you know, there's no way out like you're trapped or anything, but, but yeah. it's a, you've decided to be a part of not one, but two people's lives. And you, you decided this is what my future and what my family's going to look like. And you got to decide that earlier than you normally. Wow. You honestly, that, that is, um, I absolutely love the approach that you guys took. I, I think, I, I think that, I mean, you empowered your daughter, right? Because you, you, you involved her in that discussion and, and the, you know, one of the things that really stuck out is, is you're talking about this is that, you know, you, you made sure that there were open lines of communication and that she felt comfortable asking questions that, you know, she's not going to get in trouble and no one's going to be mad at her for trying to understand or making mistakes. It's, it's going to be a learning curve for everybody and she doesn't have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. Like that is so powerful. And, and even if you're, even if you're merging families without, you know, an autistic child and you just have kids on both sides, like if more people would take that approach, I, I think that you would find a higher success rate of like successfully blending families and having it turn into a really positive uh, thing. And that really is, um, that was really, uh, that was really insightful. Uh, well, it, it, to me, it's, it's, everything's the same, but more so, you know? It, yeah. It, um, it, you're almost forced to do things better if you're going to do them right. Uh, you know, the open communication, the, the acceptance, the, the, and the, the, the conversations of like, there will be times when you get frustrated and, and times that, you know, talking to my daughter that like, you're going to be upset by this. Something about this is going to upset you and that's fine. And take your time, go to your room and let's talk about it later, but, but let's talk about it eventually. Uh, wow. But same thing with, with learning Beckett. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's the, the same process of learning any child, but more so the, the, and less expectation that they're going to adapt to you and you need to adapt to them. Um, so it, to me, it's, it, it's the same skills that you need in any situation of merging a family like that, just a little more in depth on each one of them. That I just want to, I just want to repeat what, what you said here, because I think that is so important you have to adapt to meet their needs, not expect them to adapt to meet yours. I think that is so, it's so common for people to overlook that or, or they want the child to fit a mold. Like if you're, you're going into Jamie and Beckett's life and instead of you expecting Beckett to adapt to you, 
you are adapting to him. And that, that is so cool, man. Like you're a good dude. Like, honestly, man, like that's, <laughs> that's, I, I, I talk to so many, the majority of my audience is single moms and mostly special needs parents. Right. And you hear the horror stories of, of what they've had to go through just whether it's with a, you know, a marriage that fell apart or, or a partner that's not involved. And like, you know, here you are choosing to do something that you didn't have to do. And then not only doing that, but like doing it like step by step, I mean, maybe not perfect. Right. Cause it's, yeah. nobody knows, you don't want to navigate something you've never done before, but like, but like have the approach of, of, um, like the level of self-awareness is, is just amazing to me because like when, when, when we focus on what the kids need, everything else, ten, like you tend to find your way, right? Because then it's, it's doable. You're an adult, you know how to adapt and, and you just have to kind of, you know, keep moving things around and, and, and figuring out what works and following his lead yeah. and, and following your daughter's lead. And, and that, that is really cool. And I don't hear, I don't hear many dads go into anything like that with that attitude or with that approach. And I think that that's an example of, of how you should absolutely, you do this because it can apply to all situations. You just adapt it to meet the unique needs of, of the relationship that you're in. Well, and I think it's, it's a, I, don't, I'm, I want to think about how to phrase this, prob this <laughs> properly, but it's it's a, a, a problem of, of, of masculinity and just kind of the difference between men and women. Men kind of want to, you know, impose their will and make their world and, and, and yeah, you know, create the world around them. And, and they're less mm -hmm. adaptable generally. I mean, obviously we're speaking in general terms, but it's, it's the... That, that curiosity of like, how does this work best? How do I fit into this puzzle? How can I be a better part of this team instead of lead this team, which is kind of what we're taught that, that we should be the leader of, of whatever group that we're in and leader of the family and all that old nonsense. But you're not the leader of anything. And you're, you're a teammate. You're, you're a partner in this. And any parents you know, of any kids knows that there's the, there's the couple hours that one of you needs you to step away. You've had it. You, there's enough of this nonsense and I need to get out of the house or I need to go in the basement and whittle or whatever it is. But it's, it's being a teammate and being a team member and, and being open to being wrong constantly and, and learning and adjusting. And it's, um, I don't know. In any relationship, if you go into it with preconceived notions, you're going to be wrong every time. You've never had it figured out once in your life. And when you die, you'll look back and say, <laughs> I never did have it figured out. But I learned. I could learn along the way. And that's just, you know, going into a situation like this with pre-established boundaries, with, with needs that aren't going to change. You know, no matter what I want or what I think things should be, there's a pre-existing relationship with Jamie and Beckett and Beckett has his needs and his concerns and his, and these aren't going to change. So I can either fit into this situation and make it better, or I can constantly be beat my head against the wall, trying to change it, make everybody's life worse. 
So, I don't know. It's a pretty easy decision for me. Yeah. Well, like, honestly, I've... I, w- I would approach things the same way because I like, because I know, I know what it's like to be on the other end of that. And like, I was right. Ra- I mean, I was just raised that way, but like, mm-hmm. um, I know what it's like to be judged. I know what it's like to, to try and have something forced on you or to try and be made to fit a mold, you know, and especially with my kids, like trying to navigate anything with three autistic kids is challenging. And you know, they, they always have to come first. They will always come first. And if you, you know, for someone to enter my life in that capacity, they have to understand that it's not, it's not going to be a typical experience, right? There's going to be weirdness. Like my kids are weird. I love them to death. My kids are weird. And we totally embrace the weird in my house. Like, I don't think weird is a bad thing, but but you have to, you, you have, it, it takes a, it takes a special person, I think, honestly. Well, I think on both sides. I mean, it took a lot of patience from Jamie of, of explaining, you know, this works this way and why, not just we have to have tuna fish on Thursdays or whatever it is. Like <laughs> we do this because, and, and here's why it matters. Here's why it's, you know, you know, Red Sox, yeah. Blue Sox, whatever, whatever the thing is, it's, it's patient on the parents' part to understand that, that they're coming in, that their partner's coming into a completely foreign situation. And, you know, uh, the parent of a special needs child, their patience is stretched constantly. Yeah. But if you can extend a little bit to that incoming partner and, and expect that they don't know everything and know why you do things this way, and they don't know the past, they don't know, they haven't, and that's the case with me a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll be planning something. I'm like, I bet it'll be fine. That's because I didn't see the blowups. I wasn't there yeah. when he was two and they had to physically carry him out of a place because he wouldn't leave. I, I've, I've, I caught in on the tail end when it's easier and I can say, Hey bud, let's go. And we go. And there may be some upsetness, but you know, I haven't, I don't have that, that PTSD of the early. Yeah. So I've got to be, patient with her because that's what she's been through and she's got to help me understand what it can be. Um, so it's, it's patience and understanding. I mean, it's, these aren't new concepts, but it's amazing uh, how valuable they are when you actually use them. Yeah. And you know, I think kind of like the overarching theme here, like if you had to, if anybody listening takes like, if there's like one takeaway from this, it's like, this isn't, this is a team effort right from the get go. Mm-hmm. and it's a matter of teaching and learning, being willing to be taught, and then understanding that the other person has to learn. You know, so like, uh, you know, if you say or do something because you don't have that context of those past experiences, it's not because you're doing it because whatever, it's because you you weren't there the last time when something like that happened, and you don't have that, like, triggered kind of reaction because there's, like, so many things that someone will be like, hey, let's, you know, let's go you know, whatever with the kids or, or even a family member be like, Hey, let's, you know, maybe the kids like to do this. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure they would. But like yeah. <laughs> last time, <laughs> holy crap. Like it was not, I like, I didn't think I'd survive it, you know? And so yeah. you have that and you're right. It is like PTSD. I have PTSD and it's it, it, you, 
it's so hard to understand what you haven't been through, you know? And, uh, I absolutely love that approach that you have. I, I think that you have such a good, like just, you're just a good dude, man. Like, honestly, there's, there's not, there's not a lot of people out there that I've come into contact with that, that have this type of approach. And I think it's, I think we can all learn something from it. Like if you're a single parent, whether you're a mom or a dad and you, you want to get back out there because you deserve to be happy. You're, you're more than just a parent to an autistic child. You have a right to, uh, you know, be happy. And, uh, but navigating that for us is challenging for a million reasons. And, uh, you know, I just feel like, you know, like t talking to you, I, I think helps people understand that, Hey, the right people are out there. You just got to find them and they may not live in Ohio, right? Maybe yeah. they live in Texas <laughs> or they live in Kentucky or wh whatever, because, but things still work, you know? And, uh, and then no, you know, have expectations mm -hmm. like, and, 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 you know, expect that someone is going to accept you and your child. If they don't, they're the wrong person. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I mean, don't expect perfection, obviously, but you know. well, you have expectations, but not assumptions. You know, yes, you thank you. That's a good clarification. Them to treat you well. You expect them to treat your child with respect. You you expect them to work to create a family, uh, mm -hmm. but don't assume they know how to do it. Don't assume they know what bugs you right away, and don't assume that they know how to best interact with that child. You know, like I said, I, I'm lucky. I you know. I've, I've worked with special needs a lot. I, I was a, a bus driver for the special needs kids in, in, back when I was in college. So it's, I, I've, I'm lucky to have a, a base level comfort with it, but mm -hmm. don't assume that somebody else does. And, but don't assume they can't get there. Don't assume yeah. that, that because they, they get frustrated and leave once that they're never coming back, you know, just, you know, like I said, have your expectations. Don't tolerate less than you deserve for sure. And when somebody shows you who they are, listen, pay attention the first time. But, you know, allow people the chance to grow and allow them to, to surprise you and, and allow yourself room to, to let them in. So, so how, has, how has your life changed since building this family? I mean, that's a, you know, how's the world change when the sun comes up? I mean, it's, it's a, I'm living in Ohio. How the hell did this happen? Like, what am I doing here? Uh, I shovel snow all the time. I don't understand what happened in my life, but nonetheless, here we are. And, you know, it, it's, I can't, I can't put into words all the ways that it's better. Uh, I think it's it's finding the right person, you know, mm -hmm. and finding somebody that's <sighs> believes in you and is accepting and understanding and all the the things when you find the right person. Um, but then they come with the extra. They come with the the extra good that you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, we all want to be loved and valued and cherished and and all of that. But now. Not only that, but I've got Beckett, who is just an awesome dude. 
and likes to hang out with me and we like to go do train stuff. And, you know, my, the relationship between him and my daughter is, is beyond anything I could have hoped. Um, she is his sister and that's her brother. And that's not us telling them that's the way it is. That's how they refer to each other because that's how they feel. Um, so I, life is just better in all the ways that you measure it. It's, it's infinitely better and, uh, better than I thought I would ever, I didn't hope to achieve this, I guess is the way to put it. I didn't know this was possible. Uh, so it's better than I, I thought there was room for it to be. I, I just, you know, I, I have so much respect for you, man. Like, and I, and I realize that, and I don't mean that in like a patronizing way or anything like that, because like, I know it's just who you are. Right. But you know, when I, when I connected with Jamie a few, a few years ago, it was right after, I think it was right after my, my ex-wife left and I was like in a really dark place mm-hmm. and, and she was in a really dark place mm-hmm. and to see how much positivity you have brought into to both of their lives and to see how amazing Beckett is doing now. Uh, like I'm, I'm just blown away. Like I, I'm so happy for you guys. I, I think that it gives, it gives people out there hope, you know, that, that it can be a, you know, you can find your person and you can build your life and that it's not, um, you know, just because you feel like you're in one place doesn't mean that that's where you're always going to be, you know? Well, I, and I appreciate that. That's incredibly humbling and, and doesn't feel like it fits at all. But I don't know. I wish I had a great message of hope or a great way to put it, but you just don't know what's coming. And and a little hope, a little positivity and some open-mindedness and you never know what what's what could become, but you're never going to see it if your head's down. So just you know, it's like I said, I wasn't looking for this. It just it, I I got lucky and stumbled into it, and I would like to think that I've improved their lives as much as they've improved mine. That's that's what you want is it to be equal partners all the way around, and that's that's where it feels lucky is to be able to to find somebody like Jamie. And then, like I said, the, the added bonus that she comes with a Beckett is more than I could have hoped for. That she comes with a Beckett. That's so funny. I, <laughs> it is. It's like a bon- It's like a bonus kid. Yeah. I, I hear people refer to like stepkids or if they're dating someone, they have kids. It's like, look, it's like a bonus kid. Like it, I don't look at that as a negative thing. I look at that as like, it's a bonus. Like, yeah. it's just like, it makes, it makes the package even better. It makes yeah. the situation even better. And well, especially if you think you're done having kids and, and, and yeah. I thought I was and all that, and all of a sudden, you know, and I, I, am. I love being a girl dad and I, and it's awesome. And I, the, the number of times I've had my makeup done and nails painted, I, I, oh. I couldn't begin to count, but now, you know, I've got an unexpected, unplanned little dude to go dig up worms with and go play in the creek. And then, you know, don't tell mama how many times we fell off the logs, you know, like yeah. I've, I've got that, uh, this completely new experience that I was not expecting. It, and, uh, it, it just feels like, you know, it, it's, it's a lottery ticket. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Do you, 
do you have any advice for the dads out there? We'll do this in two parts here. Do you have any advice for the dads out there who are, whether they are, you know, dating somebody or looking to date somebody that might have a special needs kid, or maybe they're a special needs dad themselves and, you know, trying to bring, you know, like trying to get out there and, and bring someone into their lives. Like, what would you, what would you advise them? How, how do they approach that? I mean, first, good God, find somebody to get better advice from than me. That's it. If you're coming well, here, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I always say. Too. <laughs> Don't well, ask me. Jesus, I mean, I think the main thing is is don't hang your head about nothing. You know, uh, explain whatever needs explaining. You know, uh, don't don't shy away from. It. Don't. This is the package, and and if they don't like it off the jump, they're not gonna like it later. So don't don't worry about it. You know, and and if you find somebody that's curious and willing to ask questions and and. You know, giving advice on this is just on right? dating in general seems insane. But but I, you're live like you're living. Uh, I guess I, I I totally get that because I that's I always dodge the question honestly, and I don't know why. It's it's, it's unfair actually of me to ask it because I know I wouldn't want to be the person to answer it. But I think like putting into words might be hard, but sort of living by your example, I, I think is, is, is kind of a, a good guide, you know? And, and I get how it's hard to like articulate that kind of stuff. Cause I have the same problem, but I mean, you were doing a good job. So, well, I'm trying to, piece it together right. I mean, you are who you are. Uh, just be the best version of that. You know, I don't know. Be a good person and it generally pays off. And good people, you hope anyway, uh, that being a good person will draw good people to you. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of bad people are going to walk away. And in the end, that's a good thing. Because uh, you can find out they're bad now or find out after you've got a mortgage together and a house. You know, all yeah. Just be who you are up front. Don't hide anything. Don't don't hide your for God's sakes, don't hide your kids. But just, you know, yeah, we all dress things up when we're dating and, and give the best version of yourself, but make sure it's a true version of yourself because it's just gonna save you time and heartache in the long run. And and I'm not special. I'm not unique. There's a lot of people out there that, that don't have preconceived notions or aren't bothered by their preconceived notions of raising a special needs kids. Mm -hmm. So it's not, don't carry it around like it's a deal breaker because it's, it's most likely not. And again, if it is, you didn't lose anything because you didn't want them around anyway. It's not a deal breaker for the right person. Right. Right. And, and the right person is going to be right for you and your kid. And it would be the same if it wasn't a special needs kid. It'd be the same for you if you were single. It's got to be the right person. And don't try to fit anybody into that mold that's not. But, you know. So really, I mean, really, if you break it down, 
it's pretty similar to dating someone who doesn't have an autistic kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you should, it, it, you know, you have a standard, how you want to be treated, how you want your kid to be treated. And if that person doesn't meet that standard, then they're the wrong person. Or if they don't accept uh, you for who you are and your child for who they are, it's the wrong person. And the right person is out there. They're just, you know, them, them moving on just makes room for the right person. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's really cool, man. And I think the baseline of what, what hopefully you should be looking for is the same. You know, you want kindness and understanding and, and, you know, an open mind and, and a good person, you know, whatever package that comes in and however that presents itself, like the base level of what people should be looking for, what they should value doesn't change whether or not you have a kid or a special needs kid. Like, you know, it's, it's appreciation and respect and understanding. And, you know, these are simple concepts that people struggle with, but that's what you're looking for, you know money and looks and, and fortune and all that stuff change, but who they are as a person doesn't. And that's, if you're looking for that, hopefully that's what you find. This is really good advice. I mean, it really, really is. And you're humble. You're very humble. And I, I respect that, but it's really good advice. I, I hope it helps. It, it, it's, it's pretty easy to be humble when the baseline is hell if I know. I, I don't yeah. know. That's, I mean, he both came with H. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but that's how I approach the situation. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, but I think that's the key to growing older is you realize nobody else does either. Nobody, there ain't no, there's no grown-ups. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing. But that, yeah. going into something, realizing I do not know. I do not have the answers for this. So I better have my eyes open and my ears open uh, and, and figure it out. And knowing that you're going to have to you're going to learn and read and, and watch podcasts and videos and ask questions and go to doctor's appointments. Like you're going to have to be a better parent than you normally would be because you're playing catch up now. But if yeah. you go into it with that understanding of like, what well, I just don't know right now, the information's out there. I just got to go find it and I need to get caught up. But it's, it's, there's no part of it you can't do. You just got to, you know, do a little bit of extra work. And I assure you the payoff is worth it. And the journey, the journey is worth it. J easy doesn't mean, uh, easy doesn't always mean good and hard doesn't always mean bad. And that journey is worth it. It's just like with my kids, like it's been a journey. It's still a journey if I'm being honest. And it probably will be <laughs> for, always. for yeah. a while. Right. But I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. You know, they are amazing just who they are. And, uh, you know, I'm at a point in my life now where like, I have finally like climbed out of survival mode and, and I mean, I'm playing catch up in most areas of my life right now because I've been like my, all of my time and energy was put into three kids that needed four version, like four of me. And mm. I was only one. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, you find your way and I'm, you know, like, like on a personal level, like I am, I am very grateful that you came into their lives because the difference between then and now is night and day. And, uh, that's just, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm happy for you guys. I think you're amazing. And I really hope people listen to your advice because it really is, uh, it's, it's good advice. It's good advice whether you're a mom or a dad. So 
Thank well, you. My pleasure. I hope it helps somebody. Uh, like I said, just go into a situation dumb. It can only get better from there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. There you go. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for being here. It was an absolute pleasure. Before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in today. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I put a lot of time and energy into each one of these episodes because I want there to be a resource for you that wasn't available for me when I was going through this with my kids. And, you know, I I want there to be a positive impact on your lives. I want you to be able to learn something and enjoy what you're hearing. So uh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. For more information, you can visit theautismdad.com. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps. And uh, I will talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye.